There's well, a lot I, of options. I can tell you, JJ, that at some point they're going to blow up a Death Star. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we, we know where the end game goes, that's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Up Already podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification, all those buttons we always tell you to hit. Go ahead and hit them now. Tell your friends about us, all those fun people. Uh, go join our Patreon because we're broke and we have other jobs and this stuff costs money and we love doing it. So do it anyway. And you get some fun perks for doing it. So have fun with that. But mostly because we're broke. Yeah, mostly because we're broke. <laughs> um, <laughs> with that, we're here live to talk about Andor Season 1, Episode 8, Cooking Right Along with Andor. Uh, I feel kind of like I, I don't know, didn't know what to do with myself this week without all the other shows that we've been. <laughs> I was like. I've only we edited had like time. two episodes. <laughs> it was really weird. Um, so yeah, but it was nice to jump into Andor. Uh, it was this was a this was a dark episode. <laughs> it's uh, it kind of turned up there for Disney and Star Wars, definitely yeah. in terms of violence and just kind of in general messed up shiz. Yeah, it, it's dark, uh, and it's like. Uh, you know, it's really interesting take and I like it because it comes off the heels of this big successful heist where you think, Hey, look, man, we're, we're moving right along. Right. And then you have this weird interim episode where you're like, wait a minute, not everything's going as well as it should be after a successful heist. And then we go, Whoa, shit's off the rails right now. Like Cassian's in jail and not a very pleasant jail. Everybody but he's never picked. been safer. <laughs> True. I mean, it, you know, it's well, and it, yeah, we'll talk about that too. All you can eat buffet. Are they going to start selling those boots? Oh, I feel like Star, some Star Wars people would buy those. I'd think about it. I thought they were pretty dope. <laughs> they looked like, me of the 1980s moon boots, you baby. Gain like three inches of height. Yeah. And you're safe from tungstenoid. Tungstoid or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting how we went from the highs of highs to, oh, where are we going with this? You know, like, how's he going to get out of this? How's any, well, now Bix is, seems like she's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, Mira's off, she's on her, like, she's off leash. Yeah, she's going. And uh, she's not one to, to mess with. So based on what we've seen so far, I feel like this should have been two shows. First mm. six episodes, Andor, telling a story of Cass and Andor. Based on the last two, I feel like it should have been renamed The Birth of the Rebellion, starring Cassie and Andor. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, because we're getting all these other cool storylines and a lot of great cameos showed up in this episode specifically. But I feel like you could have split it apart and done a birth of the Rebellion. We would have to wait. They could have filmed it at the same time like they did with this one. 
and just yeah, they could have just break the episode, <laughs> broken the show in half. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it ends with the heist. That's a great climax for the end of a show, and then we yeah. kick back up with the birth of the rebellion, and with Luthen and everybody going after Andor. It just happens to be in an Empire's prison. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I'd be okay with it. I mean, I fine, but I'd rather just keep watching. <laughs> That's fair too. I um, I, yeah, I feel like they're gonna have to really tie it all together. They've got a lot of loose ends or just ends in general story threads that are kind of convoluted out there. Um, no real end in sight for them, and it's becoming less and less of a show about Cassian Andor. Yeah, um, and more and more about how do we get from here to episode four? Sure, I feel like I feel like I have it have I have figured out in my head how most makes sense for them writing him getting out of jail. Oh, story time with JJ. I love this part. Of I hope I'm wrong, but because uh, to me, what makes sense? The only thing that makes sense because that's not like an escapable prison. Like that's. You're not getting out on your own. It's just not happening. Oh, get cooked like that guy. Yeah, like uh, yeah, you're. That's not. Mm-mm, it's not happening. So I imagine what's going to happen is Bix or Mama is going to give away something that leads them to the prison where he's at. They pull him out for interrogation purposes to find Luthen. And Val and and the other chick that I can't remember her name because unfortunately she's Cinta. Cinta, yeah, she's just not memorable to They're me at all. Bust him out. Yeah, well, they go in to kill him, and Val obviously is in this point of figuring things out because right now we've got all the and one thing with um, what's his face in this episode where Luthen went and met. Um, with Sagarera, like we learned that there are multiple factions of rebellions, for lack of a better term. Like there's, he named off like five of them, I think, just in the space of, you know, what about, what about, what about going through these names. So it's like, obviously we have to have that linchpin that brings everybody together. And we know to a certain degree that that's going to be Cassian. I mean, it has to be the way they've set it up. So to me, it makes sense that they pull him out and before they they go in to kill him or they Vel goes against Luthen and saves him. To me, that's how he's going to get away. But they're going to find him that he's the holy shit. What's our luck that he's sitting in a an imperial prison? We pull him out to interrogate him to find Luthen, maybe even offer him some terms. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden he gets instead of killing him they save him but that's my opinion that's that's what they've set up to me i mean what else yeah like how else is it gonna happen that's it seems pretty logical i think the only way other way that that makes sense that would happen but i haven't seen since they arrested him you haven't seen any of the big imperial droids the k2 droids so i don't Mm -hmm. that was the only other thought that i had is there one of these k that is k2 comes in and saves him but we, we just have that introduction of them, not that we've seen him yeah. find his what yet. What a bunch so. of dicks at that prison. You wonder why we aren't carrying weapons around here. <laughs> well, let me just show you. <laughs> yeah. oh. Absolute power. 
corrupt like, too. Absolutely. And that, oh yeah. That the what for what I forget what their their like D D two D seven or whatever they are. That shift leader, the guy, that famous actor that Chanel that plays Smeagol. Uh, Andy Circus. That's it. I feel like he's got more to play in that when he, he has to because obviously you don't get an actor like that just to be a bit character where I think there's, I'm just trying to figure out what, what how he gets woven into this equation a little bit, unless he's just there for two episodes, but seems a, a high price to pay. I don't know. Circus is a nerd. Like he's, he's the type he just that wanted in. Yeah. He's the type that I think you could call like even as high level as he is, he's still not an A-lister. No. He's just one of those consistent, actors that people know because of Smeagol and then because of Planet of the Apes and the work, the impeccable, unmatchable work that he's done in the, the virtual space. So it's uh, but I agree with you. My first thought was well, he's got to play some sort of role. But then I'm like, you know, it's circus like I could see them getting him to call to do it just to be in Star Wars like that would not surprise me. His, his belief in getting out, though, like the other prisoners that don't believe it, I'm with them. Like, what? I'm probably could do what they want. They, they could get to zero, and they just say, "Ah, like keeping you." What are, what are they gonna do? Well, sure. Well, and I think that's if they are gonna tie him in, and he's gonna be some part of this, because that maybe that's the other piece. Maybe that he's be been it. here for so long, and they they reroute him right as he's getting ready to get out, and, and he gets pissed. He gets pissed and helps Cassian at some point because he probably knows a lot more about the operation than most. So he comes with his own level of intel. I feel so like he has more to play in this. Could be. Definitely could be. I mean, he's certainly a well-known face and and uh, actor, so it, it would be kind of a waste if he was just there to be an internal he's, dick. He's for played a good dick a so episodes. far. A very good dick. I love Andy Serkis. I think even in live action, he's way underrated. So I think he should get more jobs than he does because he's he's awesome. So. Uh, absolutely. We got a what's his bucket? Deputy secretary, inspector general <laughs> yeah. dude that uh, almost got rehired for the Empire. Nope. <laughs> it was this close, but he, he missed the last interview. Yeah, that whole thing was another dark turn like I felt like I, I enjoyed the scene of those two uh, playing against each other and he's like this whipped cur that wants to get back it was almost like here's mommy number two you know what I mean like he yeah. loves that being demoralized getting beat up and takes and he's used to it and so now like her yeah it was a very dark and very interesting conversation between the two of them and, and then they played it perfectly but like i seriously could see he's like please mommy take me with you let me you know what i mean like that's the only thing that was going through my mind is like oh he he likes this <laughs> well you also have to think he's not gonna stop searching for cassie no Manor. no he just has to be more careful now so he doesn't get flagged doing it yeah oh yeah there's no way what he... are the chances that he's the one who finds out where they took him Mm. I don't know. There's so I will say that one thing they've done with this show that's pretty well is they they've left you with enough questions and there's enough players in this in the game that it's hard to pinpoint exactly what might go down. 
There's well, a lot I, of options. I can tell you, JJ, that at some point they're going to blow up a Death Star. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we we know where the end game goes. That's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do it. <laughs> no, I, 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 I. But yes, you know, because we, it's interesting that because we know that's the end game, but there's, if you're looking at a timeline, like I don't know where they're going to, what's, what's in our timeline to get to that point. And I think they've done a good job, like you've been saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only one that truly has plot armor so far is Saw Gerrera and Cassian Andor. And Saw, I think, was just in this as like a, here's a familiar face cameo type thing because you know they don't meet until way down the road. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things where... Does Mon Mothma not live before the Death Star blows up? Yeah, she does. Oh, for sure. She's she's a big part of that whole thing. I, I forgot about her. Her character's just so unnecessary to me in this show like i there's i enjoyed her a little more last episode because of the interaction with the banker but the interaction with the banker this week just bored me because i was like oh you're having trouble again yeah i was like oh great so your money's not as secure as you thought it was it's not going to be as easy to get your money because everybody's buckling down and now you got banker i was like okay well i'm over it and so it just yeah it's more the same they could have shown that in like a 30 second it, what was wearing on Alec last week? Didn't I didn't mind it last week, but this week I was like, yeah, like okay, let's let's go. Yeah, yeah, and it it kind of drug on like this episode for me, and part of it was because of the slow nature of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You're supposed to feel like you're in prison eating tasteless food from a tube, JJ. Yeah, you know it's interesting because I appreciated for a minute there. I was like, uh oh, are we about to get that like day six? Day 12, day 15, like, nope. And I was like, oh, no, we just skipped right to 30. Okay, that's good. I mean, I'm glad we didn't get the passing of time montage. Like, I hate that shit. Like, <laughs> like in, in Obi-Wan, with, let me just see him <laughs> yeah. slice the thing. Again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> How many times I got to watch him cut up a giant sand salmon? I have them out. But, but yeah, so I was glad that they just skipped right to 30, the 30th shift or whatever. Because um, I was. I was like, oh, no. Are we going to get the the skipping time montage to show how repetitive his life is? But I will say one thing that I also really enjoyed was by the end of it, when we get to that 30th day, you see that he's in a routine and he's comfortable. And that's the crazy thing about Andor is he just wants, in my opinion, he just wants to be left alone. And he keeps getting pulled into these things because of his lifestyle and who who he was where he was who he was with and i so for me watching him in prison i was like oh he's perfectly okay doing his thing in prison which i thought was an interesting take like he it's not like he's he didn't have that fear in his eyes anymore like he did when he first got there he's he's able to eat he's able to sleep he's got something to work on he's got a group of people to work on it with I was like, he could probably stay in there for the next six years and be just fine. Which I thought was an interesting take. Yeah, we Didn't expect it. We haven't seen his spark. Yeah. Yeah, he's still in it. For he casting. still has that book, right? That that kid gave him? I guess he doesn't probably, have it yeah. anymore. It's somewhere. Yeah, somewhere is the... Yeah, that's true. I doubt he's got it with him. I don't think yeah. the, the Empire would be really appreciative of finding that <laughs> manifesto on his person when they're arresting him. <laughs> no. Links him directly to Aldani. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I 
I don't know. It was it was a filler episode. That's really all this was. And it, it had some good points and it was really dark and I liked the tone of it. But it wasn't anything spectacular. I mean, once again, uh Stellan Skarsgard on the screen just chews up screen time. Like he he's just interesting to watch. And and that whole interaction with Saw Gerrera was was intriguing, but it wasn't anything new. We know Sagarera is a dick. He's been a dick the entire time he's been in the Star Wars universe. It's this isn't. We know what we're getting. <laughs> yeah, we know what we're getting. So I mean, even from his first introduction in the Clone Wars, he was a dick. You know, so it's I don't know, but it was fun to watch those two actors go at it. So that was intriguing, especially at the beginning when they're trying to like give each other blame for. And then at the same time, credit. credit. Yeah. (laughs) It's really funny. Yeah. I really like uh, Luth and Stone Scars Garden. You know, how cutthroat he can be at times where they just kind of leave Bix hanging. Yeah. Um, Shut down frequency, cut off all ties. um, And how much he, like, really regrets bringing on Cassian. Yeah. And that level of fear that he has. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to know who his assistant is. She is way more than just an assistant. And I'm wondering if there's ties to a certain crime syndicate, uh, led by the lovely Darth Maul. Um, that she seems to me like a plant. To, like that's what it feels like and it it would behoove him and the syndicate to have uprisings right like it, and he's always fought against palpatine since he got hacked in half so it's it's one of those things where they could also tie maul in with that so i'm wondering if she doesn't have some ties to the syndicate and they've planted her cuz she just seems to have way too much control over luthen to just be some assistant and I could be way off base there, but that was just a thought that went through my head today. Cause she just kind of bosses this dude around. Like, yeah. Anyway, just, I don't thought. think I have, I don't think I have much else to say at this point. I don't know if there's much else to say. Yeah. I mean, particular, I mean, it was, it was a good episode, but like you said, Jay, it's just kind of filler, moved the plot along a little bit, but Honestly, kind of like what Alex said, but it's like we're almost in season two. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long season for what we've seen so far. But if they stay true to their pattern, next episode is Prison Break. I mean, true. (laughs) The third episode of The Batch is always a fun one. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll find out next week when we're back here talking live on Thursday. Um yeah, about Andor episode nine. In the meantime, Alec, tell everybody where they can find us. Oh, I'm so glad you asked, JJ. <laughs> uh, so thank you for tuning in to us live for episode eight of The Birth of the Rebellion Show, starring Cassie and Andor. If you enjoyed this episode, check us out online wherever mediocre podcasts can be found <laughs> and even a couple of places where good ones can be found uh, uh guys mattson has some news but he did not get to share it uh he has started a snapchat uh handle being ginge cringe binge 
where he is selling feet picks for a dollar a toe. Uh, for those keeping score at home, that adds up to $13 a pick. I can't wait until we actually get the real ad spots, guys, because these are fun. But in the meantime, if you enjoy what you hear, join us on Patreon and unlock the ability to influence the content we release. Uh, big thanks to Ginge Gringe Dildo Warehouse for your wordsmithing is legendary. We will see you guys live next week, the same time at 5 p.m. Specific. I, mean, I was so or fucked up by the rest nine. Of <laughs> oh. oh, all I kept thinking about was Ginge Cringe Dildo Warehouse. I was killing oh me. Oh my gosh, Charles. <sighs> Love that guy. Hey he, hey, he was kind to you in November. So why not uh, picking a certain movie? Thank um, you, Charles. Yeah, I was disappointed. <laughs> get happy for both of you so with that as always we appreciate you tuning in we'll catch you on the next one what cinematic out <laughs>